Super Talk Mississippi media production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. I hope you're having a great day and welcome back to Coast View. This show is about the men and women who are working overtime to make Coastal Mississippi a better place to live, work, and play. And as I said before, I hope there's, that you get something from the store, uh, from, from the show. And here are a couple of things that, that I want you to think about. First of all, I want you to think about the kind of leaders it takes to build a strong region. I'm hoping that when you listen to some of the inspirational stories that you can, you can sense and feel that there's one or two things in here that you can actually use in your own life to help you improve your career, set new goals, whatever. I hope that you also understand that when you're involved in a community, it helps you in your, in your real job. And when you do both together, it makes you a better person. Uh, Coastal Mississippi is an amazing place. It's one of the most important regions uh, in, you in, in, your, in, in the your U.S. real job. And, and when you do it's both also, together, it makes um, you a better person. a place where uh, Coastal, a, a lot of people go, a lot of people love, love to live here, love to visit here. From time to time, though, we're going to get – we're going to have an inspirational conversation, and I have one of those coming up on Friday with Christy Pickering. Now, Christy, in her own right, is extraordinarily successful. She's formed her own CPA firm. She's a member of a couple of corporate boards, Hancock Whitney and Mississippi Power. She's unbelievably involved in the community. But she also wrote a book called Courage. It's about the abuse that she had to live through in her 21-year year marriage, and her book is, is one of hope, ultimately. It, 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 what she says is you have to find your story. You have to tell your story. You have to take action. You have to develop a plan. And on Friday, we're going to talk about that. I hope that you, uh, if you know someone who's in, who has uh, suffered abuse in their life, that you'll tune in on Friday and listen to this incredibly inspiring conversation with uh, Christy Pickering. I look forward to having that. Today, we've got Dave Dennis. Dave Dennis is uh, literally and figuratively has helped shape this coast. He's had so many roles, it would take us the rest of the show to list them. He owns a company called Specialty Contractors. We'll learn more about what that company is as we had this conversation this morning. But he's built a very strong company, and it stood the test of time. And the only thing that matches his business success is his commitment to his community and his commitment to his family. The other thing is that he's a former gubernatorial candidate. And... Uh, and he's someone who I think you're going you're gonna to enjoy getting to know this morning. Dave, how are you? I'm doing well, Ricky. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, I look forward to this conversation. Yeah, good. This could, me this too. could be me, fun. Me too. I don't know how we're going to fit it all in, in an hour because there's so much to talk about. So, Dave, what is specialty contractors? In general, we're a subcontractor. We're commercial and industrial. No, no residential. It's very, very rare if we do any residential. But it's it's a subcontractor, meaning that we would work for a major general contractor along the way. Um, we've done, in the 43 years I've been here, probably 11,000 commercial and industrial jobs and done them reasonably well. We're working in probably five or six states right now, which is, um, I think, a, a commentary on we have extraordinarily good people. The team is good. The abilities and, and skill sets are good. So we, we go out and we don't chase work. We will follow work. If someone says, would you please come do this? We'll follow them to places. But 
uh, primarily commercial interior work. Mm-hmm. Uh, most commercial works metal stud instead of wood stud. So metal stud, metal framing, steel, uh, interior work, ceilings, computer rooms. We're doing wow. a few things. Um, uh, exterior systems, uh, a, a variety. Honestly, what we want, we want what nobody else wants. We want everybody else to go pick up everything, give us a few table scraps, and we'll take them and run with them and, and yeah, uh, table scraps. Make, make a living at it. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But look, Dave, we're going to come back to how you got into this business okay. and, and your ascension in that business. But I had the opportunity last night to listen to Father Sishko. Yeah. He's actually touring the United States. What he says, you know, it's, uh, spreading a message of kindness. He was at St. Michael's for the last three nights. And one of the things that he said is that when you're, when you're a leader, that you have to have gratitude. You have to have an attitude for gratitude. When I think about you, I, I think about that. What, what is it that makes me have that impression of you? What, you walk through life so gracious. What is, what is that about? Well, I think you just have to fundamentally make a decision. You can choose to be happy. We had a book for our daughter Kate years ago called choosing God's way and choosing to be happy. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. It's your choice to do things. It's your choice to do them the way you want to do them in a way that is most impactful to people. Mm-hmm. I think you can either have a sad, tough life, or you can have an upbeat, positive, uh, meaningful life, and that's what I choose to do. Mm-hmm. But on the gratitude part of it, you can you can offer it, and you can accept it on, on occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't particularly want gratitude. Most most good, humble people don't want gratitude. And if, if you read some of the traits of some of the most positive leaders, they're quiet, they're polite, they're humble, and they're generally very understated. As a rule, they're, yeah, they're understated right. people, yeah. which means it, it's probably a little uncomfortable if somebody's trying to, to give you the, the recognition and, and the gratitude, but you want to offer it. Um, and it's much like the Rotary Club tenant of, of service above self. I have a farmer friend up in the Delta that I often say of him because he runs this gigantic farming operation that he's an easy guy to underestimate. He just comes across as just you know cool, calm, and clean. You're you're an easy guy to underestimate until you open your mouth and start to have you know significant conversations. Let's go through your life a little bit, Dave. You were actually born in Alabama, right? Born in Monroeville, Alabama. All right, that's where. Harper Lee. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, that's yeah. correct. Um, interestingly enough, I was I was there two years, and Dad was with Vanity Fair Women's Lingerie Company. We mm-hmm. got transferred from Monroeville uh, to Atmore, to Butler, Alabama, to Bible Battery, where I met Jane, and then back to Atmore. So yeah, I can go to high school reunions. So I got half a dozen to go to when I, if I choose to go to them. But Monroeville was pretty interesting. Uh, and this is according to my mom. Obviously, I wasn't there for this this deal, but... My mom told me that for my dad's 12th birthday party, Truman Capote, who was Truman Pearson at the time, but Truman Capote and Harper Lee were his 12th birthday party. Now that that'd be a pretty cool little party to have. <laughs> so but you uh, you went on to you went on to Auburn. I did. And you're still deeply involved in Auburn today. I'm still on, on a couple of boards there and and stay engaged there. We go to a lot of ball games and have a lot of friends. Have a ton of friends. Yeah. In fact, interestingly, much like Oxford or Starkville here. People are moving back. Some of the, some of the former, um, if you want to say students, if you will, are migrating back to the towns that they maybe had some of their uh, fondest memories or some some of the launching that they uh, they had from. So as you know, my son Justin went he did to go there, sure and did. Uh, you know, War Eagle, uh, <laughs> War Eagle back to him. <laughs> so what what brought you to the Mississippi Gulf Coast? I finished at Auburn 
a quarter, we were on a quarter system a semester. I finished a quarter early, got a, a phenomenal job offer from Bluebird School Buses in Fort Valley, Georgia. And they used to peg offers at the placement service. They'd just type them out and put them on the board. And you, know, you saw, well, so-and-so didn't even get an offer. So anyway, it was at the time the one sitting on top of the heap. So uh, I accepted it and, and graciously went to Fort Valley, Georgia. Jane and I had been married between our sophomore and junior years. And we were over there for two years. And then an opportunity came up here on the Gulf Coast, mm-hmm. in, in generally in, in the Gulfport, Biloxi area with specialty contractors, original, the, the predecessor to the company we have, the original company from the early 50s. Uh, and we accepted it and came down and um, took it and bought the company ultimately a couple of years, a few years later and ran with it. So you, and at Auburn, you got a degree in mechanical engineering, is that right? Uh, industrial management. Industrial I took a lot of engineering. A lot of engineering. Yeah. And and uh, Jane graduated from Auburn as well, right? Correct, in fashion merchandising. And you played some football too. I dressed out, Ricky. I, I, I did get to play center against uh, Florida as an 18-year-old before I went to my first class. 190-pound center, but that was a, that was a different era, a long time ago. It, it really that, was. That was 10 lives ago. So um, tell us about your kids. Uh, we have two children. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate is 36, uh, went to school on the coast, uh, wound up going to, in effect, a, a math science prep school for two years, went to Wake Forest, Ole Miss Law, practiced for a couple of years with Boston Bingham in Atlanta and Jackson and is in our company and specialty contractors on the coast now. She has two great grandkids, which I enjoy. In fact, mm-hmm. one uh, called me this morning about 7.30, but a three-year-old and a and a one-year-old. But um, Patrick is a year younger at 35, same, same scenario. He went to Washington Lee, Ole Miss Law, and they chose to go off and come back and bring their talents back to the coast as opposed to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. By doing that, I mean, it, it's a gift It's a gift to, to Jane and me, certainly. Right. It's a gift to our company, and it's a gift to the coast. Mm-hmm. And I'm appreciative, as you really think about it, that they would go off and then come back as opposed to staying and then, and then migrating away like the brain drain that you hear so much about. But uh, both work in the business, uh, both uh, Kate is an attorney and also a real estate broker, as is her husband, mm-hmm. Chris. Patrick is an attorney and is... He passed all four sections of the CPA in one sitting. Wow. I couldn't do that with an open book, I can promise you. <laughs> and he and his wife, Mary, have two children, mm-hmm. May, that's uh, four. Mm-hmm. And then they have Maggie Jane Dennis that's uh, a year and a half now. So well, all John, good. John Harrison says that our number one expert, uh, export is our is our talent. It is. And uh, you, you're, you're a testament to if you build your own company, you, can, you may be able to create, create some opportunities for your kids, which you were able to do. When in I, my case, I threw, two came back, and unfortunately, we have one in New York. But, um, you know, we're at least we're, two we're gonna, I just I told Justin at one point in my life, my aspiration is to be his driver one day. That's all I want to do. <laughs> well, uh, we're, we're proud of him, that, that's for sure. So when we come back from the break, I want to talk about Dave's uh Dave's business and the growth of his business and gaming and how that impacted okay. things and um and then we'll move on in the third segment and talk about the community work that he's been involved in dave was uh the chairman of the is it called the district for the fed the district well it's, it's the new orleans regional group which is part of atlanta atlanta actually is the eighth largest economy in the world the atlanta fed district so today. dave was involved in that and i want to talk about the fed and we'll see why it's important 
that we have that conversation as it relates to Mississippi. Okay, here's the deal. We'll if right you back. like saving money, then listen to what I'm about to say. Don't scan the dial. Listen. We've got tickets to the Audubon Zoo for just 15 bucks, And yeah, you do the quick math. That's half price. $30 zoo tickets for just $15. Best part about it? No catch to it. Get as many half price tickets as you want right now at Supertalk 1031's Facebook. And just look for the Half Off Deals logo and click it. It's really easy. Take the kids to the zoo for half price. But hurry. This offer ends. They might already be sold out. I'm J.B. Brown, one of the uh, sports medicine doctors at Bienville Orthopedic Specialist. So athletes put their bodies through an extreme amount of activity, and sometimes they will have strains and sprains. So the difference boils down to a couple of different things here. Sprains are typically used to refer to stretching or tearing a ligament, and ligaments connect our bones together. Strains, on the other hand, are referred to muscle injuries or tendon injuries, which attach those muscles to the bone. Anytime an athlete experiences either of these, they're symptoms always include pain, swelling, soreness, and if it's severe enough, they may not be able to continue in their athletic endeavors. Sometimes they'll have bruising and stiffness and sometimes muscle spasm occurs. So once that happens to an athlete, we recommend that they discontinue their athletic activity and seek some medical care. What we like to do is to get the body part elevated as soon as possible. We like to place ice on it. We start anti-inflammatory medications. So this gives them a chance to start the healing process quickly, which allows us to get them back into the game sooner than if we waited a little bit later. I've got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. A little sweat and pain from a hard day's work is nothing be afraid of, but if I'm honest, I am a little afraid of what day after day of hard work and painful nights might do, like lead to an opioid addiction. Working in the construction industry increases our risk of opioid use disorder, which can hurt us and the people we love. If you or someone you know is struggling with opioid addiction, we can help. Visit StandUpMS.org to learn more. It's a great time to be on the coast, and we love talking about it. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to our conversation with Dave Dennis. Dave, we were talking about um, your, you know, how you ended up getting back to getting to Mississippi, your time at Auburn. Uh, your, your, you, you had just mentioned that you had bought specialty contractors. You came back, worked there for a while, then you bought it. Talk about the, the growth of specialty over the years. Well, we bought the company in 1985, <clears throat> and uh, we, like, like any legitimate, honest business that tells you, we had our ups and downs. I don't want to suggest to you it's a piece of cake. I went in at 5.30. Before kids were born, I went to work at 5.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and stayed till, till I couldn't work anymore, till, till late afternoon, early evening. But, Ricky, we, 
we built it within the realm of the, the, the commercial and industrial markets I talked about earlier. But it was with the help of a lot of good customers. I mean, we serviced customers. We did what we were supposed to with them, hopefully, and, and we had a lot of repeat business. But it grew. Incrementally, it continued to grow, and it was growing. Gaming came along, and if you recall, there was a vote in Hancock, Harrison, and Jackson County, I think in December 1990. It was 1990, I believe December, though. Uh, Jackson County, it failed. Harrison failed. Hancock passed. Then we had a second vote maybe in sometime in early 92, maybe March. I may be wrong on my dates, but it was 92. It passed. Well, that that leveraged a lot of activity on the coast construction-wise. It, it, was, it was a game changer. It was a tipping point for the coast. And I used the word panacea earlier. It was not necessarily going to be the panacea mm-hmm. for the coast, <clears throat> but it was, it was perhaps something that would dovetail into the overall plan of let's try to get things moving. Let's try to get tourism. Let's try to get the industrial market. Let's try to get different elements to attract people here to make it a destination type resort. But so, it grew. It grew the construction markets, and we grew with that. Uh, and and took. I mean, candidly, we took some chances. There's one casino here. I'll leave unnamed that we had done the interior of. We were 100 percent complete before we drew a penny. Now, if you think that's not good, check yeah. time. <laughs> now, this was about a three or four month. Uh, uh, segment of work, yeah. but uh, I cannot tell you um, how many et cetera, and I took at night on those guys. So, so you bought your company in nineteen. You, you were working prior to that, but you bought the company in nineteen eighty five. So that time between nineteen eighty five and the time that casinos began to get built, and even before we we voted for for for, doc, for gaming. I bet you were wondering, did you make the right decision? Did you ever wonder that? Well, certainly. I mean, because the, the economy the con- was really struggling. Economy, economy was tough. If you recall, in in October of eighty seven, mm-hmm. nineteen eighty seven, and many people are too young listening, your your listeners to even mm-hmm. know that thirty two years ago, the markets collapsed in eighty seven. If you mm-hmm. recall, stock markets did, many equities markets did. Well, that also affected uh, so many aspects of business in general. Well, you know, we're sitting there languishing, going, great. We built a we built a, a new office building in 1982. I have a mortgage. We built a nice house in 1982. I have a mortgage. We're going. I hope I still have a house in a few days. <laughs> yeah, but no. But yeah. that 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 was never in play. But, but you had to work it, and you had to work mm. it extraordinarily hard. And people did. I mean, they worked to to make it um, make it successful. We had to do that. I, I didn't have an option. I think it's interesting. So you were involved in the Harrison County Development Commission. I went on there in 1988 through 92, correct? And so they did a study about what we could expect as it related to gaming. Sh- share that story. Uh, actually, I want to say this was probably early 1990, perhaps late 89. The Harrison County Development Commission took it upon themselves, and I don't recall it, what directive or if it was an internal initiative, to, to go out and do a pro forma, to do a study for the coast to see would it sustain gaming? Could it handle it? And a lady, Candace Fox, I believe was her name, out of Las Vegas, came and did the survey. And I, I recall being secretary of the Harrison County Development Commission, and I signed the check for that particular survey. But it was based on four operators and 100,000 square feet. We're at roughly 12 and a million square feet. Now, those are round numbers, but mm-hmm. uh, broad brush numbers. But it, it's, it's significantly, significantly more than it was ever even envisioned to be. And it's, that's a testament, I think, to uh, the way that a, a lot of the industry had looked at this coast and said it has a lot of potential. 
the people here want to work, and people here do want to work. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was the Development Commission was the one that actually did that. I, I went off of that group in 1982, uh, 1992, I'm sorry. So, okay, so gaming was passed, and you were telling about this incredible crunch of business that occurred in the construction industry as these casinos were getting built. Um, I bet that was a wild time. Well, it, it was. Business. It was like a wild, wild west. And uh, as, as a, I guess as a history lesson, perhaps, the city of Gulfport annexed much of the northern part of Gulfport in the Orange Grove area January 1st of 1994. Well, the Industrial Seaway is where many of these barges, because they were floating barges, yes. and you brought in barges that you got on the river. They had these cambered uh, uh if you will, a radius top to them that may the middle of it may be 12 or 16 inches taller than the sides. Well, we wound up putting what were raised access floor, com- concrete floor systems in them on pedestals like 18 inches tall. It wound up being a great thing. You could run cabling under it, but they were done here on the industrial seaway in Gulfport, what is now Gulfport at the mm-hmm. time, Harrison mm-hmm. County. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a different code in Harrison County than there was in Biloxi or Gulfport. And, and, and the, uh, I guess the serious discussion was, Whose building official has precedent over it? If it goes to Biloxi, does Biloxi or does to Harrison County? Well, it, I'm not sure how that ultimately resolved, but I, actually, I do know how it resolved. But, but it was just interesting. Uh, we were working on three at one time on the industrial seaway. Mm, wow! And and that was uh, that was interesting. But we had a, a major volume increase, probably a five or six fold volume increase in a year or two. So you you initially had this inc- huge surge of business in the construction industry. <clears throat> At what point did you realize, wow, the the ancillary benefits from the casinos are beginning to really branch out? We're beginning to see other activity where you said, wow, you know, this is just is just going to be more than gaming. This is this this is actually going to help the entire. Well, economy. I, I tell you, when you saw when you saw other properties upgrading, when you saw a Holiday Inn that's been here for mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. upgrade, and you saw different facilities adding on, you saw restaurants taking a chance and in investing in the community. You saw car dealers bringing in inventory. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- things that they, they were taking chances just like, like anybody else. And all of us, um, to a degree, it had been a very difficult late, late, late 1980s um, from an economy perspective. But we all just took a chance, and, and it worked. Mm-hmm. By and large, for most people, it worked. So during that time, what did you learn <clears throat> about your business and the opportunities that existed for your business going forward beyond the surge related to gaming well we had a sign up in the warehouse we've got an office in a warehouse we stock a lot of materials there was a big sign out there that said success comes in cans c-a-n-s not cans <laughs> c-a-n apostrophe t yes uh-huh. right success comes in you can do it versus you can't do it so we just decided that's an opportunity we can do it mm-hmm. we'll, we'll give it a shot we'll we'll tee it up and go and uh, uh did i know how we were going to do it probably not did you know how you were going to publish the paper after Katrina? Probably not. No, no. Did you have any idea how it would be printed? Absolutely not. So you just you fundamentally take opportunities and you look at them as opportunities and you move forward with them. That's what that's what we did. <clears throat> but you found that you you could do new things in your business. You found you you looked for new angles to your business, a way to diversify your business, and then your business ended up growing beyond even the Mississippi Gulf Coast. It did. We're working. I mentioned maybe five or six states right now, but. Uh, if somebody came to us and said, can you do this? So absolutely. Then I go home and go, 
I don't have a clue on how we're going to do it, but we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We, we will come up with a way to do it. And, and I think that's how you grow a market. That's how you grow a business. That's how you grow, truthfully grow, grow your personal um, aspects of your professional life. <clears throat> so we, we did it. And it was, again, the, it's a, we, it's not a, one or two person gig it's it's a team and you try to share it with folks and make it um, make it what they want to want to participate in dave one of the personal attributes about you that that is uh, almost legendary is your ability to remember people's names and important things that happen in their lives maybe birthdays maybe phone numbers i don't know you have a good mind but you put energy in that you understand the importance of looking each person in the eye and understanding the essence of each person. And you've always put energy in that. Tell us about that as we begin to close this segment out. Oh, golly. Um, I have felt it's important. What many people will tell you, it's important for someone to, to hear pertinent facts about themselves. If you want to want to have the key to somebody's say business heart or other things, treat them respectfully, treat them like you want to be treated. And that, that has worked. It's fundamental, but it's also very effective. If you know numbers and you know circumstances, uh, there's nothing more uh, chiding to me than watching somebody give a speech when they have their head down at the podium looking down trying to read the speech. Mm-hmm. You need to know your material. You need to fundamentally know what's going mm-hmm. on. Um, you have to be adaptable. But um, I, I will say I have been fortunate on on remembering numbers, dates, and, and some things. I'm blind. I had 2,300 vision growing up. That's why I wasn't a quarterback. I had to be... Just, just a center, but uh, uh, but it, it's 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 something that I I do work at and try, yeah. to, try to make it uh, successful. Yeah. So um, when we come back, I want to have a conversation about why you have been so engaged in the community over all these years. I do want to talk about the Fed too, because for people who don't understand how the Federal Reserve work and what monetary policy is, let's boil it down for them so they can understand it and understand how the New Orleans part kind of fits into the national part and then why that's important to the coastal Mississippi. Um, you may have got a great, great thing to share as it relates to that. And then I want to hear from you about what you learn about Mississippi going all over the state as governor. So anyway, we'll be back with Dave Dennis here in just a few minutes, um, enjoying the conversation. And, Thank you. Uh, We'll see you in just a second. Bullet points. I'm Evan Brown. Could it be that after more mass shootings, more people will want so-called red flag laws aimed at taking firearms from mentally unstable people? People that are insane, people that are sick up here, I don't want them to be able to get a gun. President Trump likes the idea on its face. As if now, nobody with documented mental illness or aggression issues would get flagged in a background check. In addition, the same individual may not have any records that rise to the level of commitment or adjudication. Adeline Alchin's group supports red flag laws, but what could stop someone from trying to take your guns away just because they don't like you? Amy Swear with the Heritage Foundation. When properly constructed to afford robust due process protections, red flag laws may provide an important mechanism for intervention with regard to both suicides and mass public shootings. And those are your bullet points. I'm Evan Brown, Fox News. Everyone in my family uses electricity differently. But when it comes to our Touchstone Energy Cooperative, we all think about it the same way. The co-op is power. Power. Sure, electricity turns the lights on, but power is the information I get from my co-op about efficiency, safety, technology, 
And I trust the co-op because we are the co-op. They're our neighbors. Our friends. Our home. Brought to you by Coast Electric and Singing River Electric, your touchstone energy cooperatives. Just like money in your pocket, that's super fun. When you trade with us, you always get a bet. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug Lemu. When we're not telling people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need, I've actually been moonlighting as a DJ. What? Check it. Here's the good part. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Enter the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square sweepstakes. We're giving away $50,000 every score change, touchdowns, field goals, even extra points, 50 Gs. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half million dollars that could be used toward their dream home. Enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl 54. No purchase necessary. 18 years or older except Alabama, Nebraska, Mississippi. Ends January 30th. Licensed all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. The NFL is not sponsored promotion in any way. Since 1950, when you needed help and advice from an experienced attorney, you turned to Boyce Holloman and Associates. Standing on the principles of experience, integrity, and results, Boyce Holloman and Associates can help you and your family with a variety of legal matters. When you come to Boyce Holloman and Associates of Gulfport, every client, every case gets the level of service from attorneys and staff who honor the legacy of Boyce Holloman's tradition of excellence. See Dean and Tim Holloman at Boyce Holloman and Associates, 1720 23rd Avenue, Gulfport. When you need to pick up a last-minute birthday card or gift, stop into Love's Pharmacy and Gifts in Pass Christiane. Yes, Love's is a full-service pharmacy, combining local hospitality and affordability. When half of the store has unique gifts, beautiful decorations for your home, fragrances, and free gift wrapping, you only have to make one stop. Love's Pharmacy and Gifts, 12345 Vidalia Road in Pass Christiane. If you love great service with a smile, you'll love Love's Pharmacy, with a second location now open in Ocean Springs. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi minute with my friends. We are with the fabulous Norbert Putnam as he played on so many hit records, you can't count them, and produced for some of the biggest acts ever. We got to talk Jimmy Buffett. One day at breakfast, he says, uh, I started a new song. It's about a night and a day in Key West. I played a bar and I got drunk and coming home, I stepped out of my flip-flop, and I just kept going. I stepped on a beer can. And <laughs> the next morning, I'm up, and I'm hungover, and I'm trying to make a margarita. I got some shrimp boiling. I can't find the salt. I said, Jimmy, I kind of like that. And he said, yeah, I think I'll call it Margaritaville. In a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on your local Super Talk Mississippi station and now on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. 
The Mississippi Power Weather Center. Your weather now. Now, As the fog wears off, mostly cloudy today. Highs low to mid-70s. Tonight, a 20% chance of isolated showers. Expected to be under a dense fog advisory overnight, the low 62. Expect some dense fog to hang around till noon tomorrow. Otherwise, it'll be cloudy. Highs in the low 70s with a 20% chance of isolated showers. Cloudy again tomorrow night. Lows in the mid-50s. Visit MississippiPower.com slash ways to save to learn about programs and resources that can help you save energy and money on your electric bill. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back. We're having a terrific conversation with Dave Dennis, the owner and president of Specialty Contractors. Uh, Dave has been all over the place. I, I was looking at, Dave, what you're currently involved in. I don't think I've seen a list like this before. I mean, he's the chairman of the Governor's Oyster Council on Restoration and Resilience. He's a member of the Garden Park Hospital Board of Trustees, director of Charter Bank Board of Directors, executive board member of Boy Scouts. He's involved as a member of the, uh, the Board of Trustees for the Gulf Coast Renaissance Corporation, Armed Forces Museum Foundation Board of Directors, Veterans Cemetery Board of Directors, Gulf Coast Business Council Executive Committee, Mississippi Economic Council Executive Committee, and then several things related to Auburn. Dave, I don't know how you do it. You're in, you, you most, most of them don't meet monthly, Ricky. You lot, personify lot what it means to you know put your energy where your mouth is. Why don't we start in this segment? I want to talk about your your involvement in the Federal Reserve because to me it's a fascinating conversation. And we hear a lot about it today in the national political scene, you know, what's going on with the Federal Reserve, what moves are they making, are they not going to make it, are they going to make it, so to, so to speak. Start, let's start with this. What is the Federal Reserve? It's actually a privately owned organization. It's not a, it's not a branch of the federal government. It is a privately owned organization, if you will, but it, it directs, controls monetary policy. Monetary policy meaning, generally speaking, interest rates, uh, money supply which money supply is uh, the precursor for, for interest rates. It's all supply and demand. It's, if, if there are too many houses on the market, the price of houses go down. Well, if there's too much money in the market, interest rates go down. If there's not enough houses on the market, prices go up for lack of, of supply. Well, if there's not enough money in the, in the economic markets, interest rates go up. Well, what the Fed tries to do is hit on monetary policy, that happy median, monetary policy being uh, dealing with the money supply, the fiscal policy would be what Congress does, appropriate money, taxing you, you know, the, the part about you get taxed and then Congress or your state legislatures or local government spend it. That's F-I-S-C-A-L, fiscal policy. Fed does monetary mm-hmm. policy, but it deals with money supplies, and, and it tries to just uh, keep keep the – I guess keep the markets uh, so that you don't have hyperinflation, so that you don't go into little mini recessions and depressions. It tries to balance, and it's a it's a fine art. I mean, it, you're you're walking a tightrope the entire time, every single day. So, Dave, when you were when you were asked to be a member of the New Orleans Fed, did you ever imagine that that would enable you the opportunity to ultimately be the national facilitator for the national branch directors? Uh, probably not. T- tell people what that is. What is it you were doing? Well. I chaired the New Orleans group three separate terms. You you get a six year you can have a six year uh, pop, and then if you're chairman the last year you can stay for seven. I stayed for seven and was was chairman on three different occasions. I had the opportunity to facilitate 
the, the national directors, which was a pretty interesting thing. Um, you deal with people all over the country. You're dealing with understanding that the markets in San Francisco probably may be a little different than what we may have in Mississippi or in Atlanta, but in reality, they're not. The same problems you have fundamentally are universal. You had papers, I think, in San Jose and other places mm-hmm. that, that not the exact problem, but the fundamental concerns you had, uh, uh, readership, distribution, right? they're all the same. Mm-hmm. They're all the same. You're running a business. Well, the Fed is a business that you're running, and you are just actually running a business that happens to be the business of making sure the economy works in the world. And it was, it was an interesting dynamic because the New Orleans Fed at one point of the seven of us um, there was one person that lived in Dubai on that board, one that lived in Baltimore and London on the board, uh, it, and, and rest scattered around the southeast. So it's not a case of you just get a cluster of people from a, a, a region and say, you know, here's here's my regional board. This is a, a pretty good Smart board. people. You were surrounded well, by Well, I mean, I, I, was, I was humbled to be with them, I can assure you that. But uh, uh, the Atlanta board, which we spoke into, the Atlanta Federal Reserve actually was the eighth largest economy in the world. That would be generally the southeast, South Carolina coming down through the Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, over to not really much even into Texas. Mm-hmm. Eighth largest economy in the world. Well, that th- those were kind of cool things to work with. But uh, you dealt with making certain that one pocket might be a little bit softer than the other. You couldn't just – you couldn't – individualized interest rates in markets. Now, banks could, individual banks could have have uh, certainly their own latitude in what they were doing, but in terms of the Federal Reserve, it was almost like a monolithic uh, result. But um, it, it's money supply was strictly supply and demand. And mm-hmm. it, you put money in the market, too much money in, the rates go way down, which means you have people borrowing a lot of money and you're going to have inflation likely. So the amount, you know, in order to make these monetary decisions, there's enormous, there's an enormous amount of analysis that's taking place at any given time so that we have, we're understanding what's happening, what's called the micro level, so that we can look at the macros, which is a high level. And, and that's, you know, the board chairman, I mean, the Fed chairman has his hands full, doesn't he, Dave? He, very much so. And, and there's a lot at stake because what the U.S. might do in monetary policy, it affects the euro. It affects other parts of the world. It affects the Chinese, and whether you like it or not, you want the Chinese. You don't want them to overtake you, but you want them to be successful. Right. You don't want them to be a lagging anchor that's uh, that's dead weight. Uh, uh, you want your, in effect, competing countries mm-hmm. to be moderately successful. You may not want them to be super successful, but you, you do. Actually, you do uh, because they're markets for your products to sell. So coming back to New Orleans, um, your involvement in New Orleans and what you learned about this region, so to speak. And how South Mississippi, coastal Mississippi fits into that, how Mississippi fits into that. How beneficial was it to you to, to understand all of that? And and what do you say about it now that you've had that opportunity to sit there for seven years? Well, I, I remember now, I went off that board in 2007, so I've been gone for 12 years, mm-hmm. 12 plus years. I remember sitting talking to Chairman Alan Greenspan one day and asking him after Hurricane Katrina, how impactful is this to the U.S. economy, the overall U.S. economy? And I'm thinking, you know, golly, all, all this, the distribution system is interrupted. The production's interrupted. And I went through the whole iteration of all the different concerns. And he said it's probably a 1% to 2% uh, pop on the country at most, maybe 1.5%. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, 
I would have thought more than that. Yeah. You know, it, it was devastating <clears throat> to us, but in the scheme of things, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did I learn about this area? I learned that every bit of it is important. You need you need the petro industry. You need the seafood industry. You need tourism. You need manufacturing. You need just the mom and pops. And the mom and pops are the backbone of what makes this country work. And certainly this economy is the same one here. That's what you looked at. You looked at um, uh, where, where are housing starts sluggish? Where are they being prolific? And most of what you were seeing was, as a rule, the southeast was almost uh, uh, unanimous or, 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 or a, a homogeneous type yeah. economy. Yeah. Not completely because Atlanta was a bubble and some other things. But, but I learned that people are people everywhere you go, but you need every one of those cylinders hitting, every one of them. Yeah. The rig count out in the Gulf for uh, petro production, that's important. Um, gaming numbers here, important. Car sales, important. So, Dave, let's let's and that's true across the, the the whole region. Let's let's take a minute and just sum up why you personally have been so committed to the community over all these years. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I I would say, I'm, I mean, I believe in the community. Mississippi has been good to us, and like any other relationship, I think you get out of your community what you put into it. We put a lot into it. I will readily admit that. But we've gotten a lot out of it. I've gotten a, a safe place, a successful place that, that uh, my kids wanted to come back to. Hopefully other people's children will want to come back to. Two, two of your three have, perhaps a third will. Uh, I want to make that environment something that, that is attractive for the millennials to come back, for uh, the, the, the group that this coast has to have to sustain itself and to move forward. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, we put in a lot in the community and we get a lot out, but it's no different than what you would put into a career, to a profession, to a relationship, to a friendship, mm-hmm. to a marriage. You put mm-hmm. a lot into a marriage, you're likely going to get a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. You don't put much in, the results are going to be pretty dismal most likely. Mm-hmm. So I think that is the the key ingredient that I would try to communicate to people that my takeaway from doing things in the community is it has made it a hopefully a more attractive place for people to look at and say, we want to do things. There's several things going on now. Um, I won't go into BP money, but there's some options on different things that, that deal with quality of life. And all of us know you need to have the sustainable uh, industrial activity, the growth. You need you need the economic development items. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been very engaged <clears throat> in that my whole life. But uh, there's also an element that as you get a little bit older, a little grayer, perhaps the quality of life issues start coming into focus. Mm-hmm. I like to walk on the beach. Um, I walk the sidewalk and pass Christiane a lot of mornings where I live and, and get up early and walk there. But the attraction is getting people back here. And I think getting them back here means you have to make it an attractive target for them that want to come back and, and, and have the job opportunities. And that's the key. So one of the things that, um, that Jerry and I talked about yesterday, John and I talked about last week, is that if you're a young person, you need to do your reps. You need to learn how the community ticks. Yeah. And by understanding early in your career all these pieces, as you move up in organizational or community involvement, you're actually able to take on leadership roles and help understand how what you're doing fits into the bigger picture. Hey, when we get back, Dave, I want to talk a little bit about um, what did you learn? about the coast, about the state of Mississippi when you ran for governor. So anyway, this is Dave Dennis, the owner and president of Specialty Contractor. 
We'll be back with him in just a few minutes. Sometimes the issues of life require the assistance of a professional. Whether it involves an asbestos-related disease such as mesothelioma, personal injury from an accident, a real estate issue, or even an impending arrest charge, you need the help of an attorney. Cumbus, Cumbus, Hunter, and McCormick have more than 100 years combined experience representing the interests of Jackson County and Gulf Coast clients. Cumbus, Cumbus, Hunter, and McCormick. Proud to support the Ole Miss Rebels. 762-5422. CCHMLawyers.com. The Eagle Hour, covering Southern Miss and Conference USA sports. It's the latest news from Southern Miss athletics and conversations with Southern Miss coaches, players, and Golden Eagles legends like Deke Adams, former USM linebacker and now D-line coach at the University of Memphis. In a world where you could just wave a magic wand, Deke, what has to happen for Southern Miss to take the next step? You really have to commit financially in a way of wanting to move the program forward. If you're going to be competitive within your conference, because you look at the schools that have moved on, the head coaches are making almost triple what the head coach there is making, and it's just different. I believe like you go. It's one thing to say, hey, this is Southern Miss, and have the pride, but you also have to be competitive. The Eagle Hour, available on demand at supertalk.fm. Presented by the Citizens Bank with two convenient Gulf Coast locations on Pops Ferry Road and Lemoyne Boulevard. This is a last chance alert. It's happening in just days. Publishers Clearinghouse will award $5,000 a week forever. Enter now at pch.com and you could win $5,000 a week for your life. Plus, after that, $5,000 a week for life for someone you choose. The $5,000 a week forever prize is guaranteed to be awarded on February 28th. So don't miss your last chance to win. Enter at pch.com before it's too late. That's pch.com. Hurry, award day is almost here. Go to pch.com now. Entries due 225. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. This is a Jackson Hewitt tax service announcement. Don't want to wait weeks for your tax refund? That's a reason to go to Jackson Hewitt Tax Service. File your taxes with Jackson Hewitt and ask a tax pro how you could get up to $3,200 fast with a no-fee refund advance. It's a 0% APR loan from MetaBank that's available before your tax refund is, so you could get money when you need it. Go to jacksonhewitt.com to learn about availability, terms, and how you could get money on a prepaid card fast, like today fast. Go to Jackson Hewitt today. That's Jackson Hewitt. So you probably already know, Adventures Pub and Spirits has won awards for local favorites hangout on the coast and best bar on the coast, but you may not know that Adventures also features an excellent lunch special menu Monday through Friday. Homemade lasagna, burgundy beef tips, chicken fried steak, shrimp creole, and more for only $8.95. Oh, my personal favorite, the seafood pie loaded up. Lump crab meat, shrimp and cheese, baked in a flaky pie crust. Adventures Pub and Spirits, one block north of the Hard Rock, next door to City Hall on Lemuse. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi minute with my friends. Talking to Paul Thorne, Mississippi, true treasure, uh, really incredible recording artist, singer, songwriter, has been doing it a long time, doing it the right way. It's almost like a Forrest Gump thing because uh, I was a boxer, slash, I worked in a furniture factory, slash, I had a gig two nights a week playing my acoustic guitar, in a pizza restaurant, slash, I was in the National Guard, <laughs> and, wow. uh, you know, all this stuff was going on at the same time. Slash, I had a writing contract with Rick Hall in fame. In a Mississippi minute, 
Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. We're back with Dave Dennis, the owner and president of Specialty Contractors and a really a consummate uh, community leader. David, when you ran for governor, I'm curious about this. I, this we, have, we don't have a lot of time left. I want to capture this because we, did, we spoke to it as we've had this conversation. But when you think about this, the hurricanes that have impacted Mississippi, uh, the uh, the economic challenges we faced along the way. When you think about the Deepwater Horizon oil spill, when you the Bonnie Carey spillway opening recently, the 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 you know we face a lot of adversity along the way. <clears throat> but what we've learned about ourselves is that we are resilient. The people of Mississippi, especially the coast, are resilient. To what extent do you see that quality when you were traveling throughout the state? I hope the same. The people, the people in this state are amazing. They're, they're very generous. They're, they're generous uh, with, with their resources. They're generous with their time, the hospitality, the cordialness, whether people were with us or not with us. And as Elder Jack Reed told me, the reason he did not get elected in 1987 was he just got lucky. Well, perhaps I just, Jane and I got lucky. That's a, that's a good possibility. But but the, the consistent thread is... People are amazing, and they're resilient, particularly here in the coastal areas. Because mm-hmm. we've been hammered, uh, not, not only in addition to what you said, but uh, uh, you've had uh, insurance issues that still linger to a degree. Mm-hmm. You've had economic issues. There's been a lot of fundamental things that uh, that have affected this area. And your only choice is to, using Haley's comments, hit your britches up, pull your bootstraps up, and, and rock and roll. And that's and that's what people do. They are resilient. But it's going around the state. What I found was, uh, and, and, it, and it was an interesting uh, experience for Jane and me because we'd just the two of us would go a lot of times. And we took t- two years to just literally go around and, and visit people. But we felt that someone from this coast had to step up after Katrina. Mm-hmm. And perhaps mm-hmm. I was the right one, perhaps I wasn't, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But, but at least we had the mm-hmm. ability to and some recognition enough um, to do it and and the chance to do it so we did because we felt the coast needed to be perhaps better represented that was why we did that but the people wherever you went it made no difference mm-hmm. same answer same answer around the state from desota county to the coast it's amazing that <clears throat> you were very self-funded you 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 certainly had contributors but you you went for two years you visited every little community in this state telling the story of how you believe of this hopeful hopeful message, and how you believe uh, what you've learned in coastal Mississippi applies to the rest of the state. It was amazing that you that you did that, and you changed you, didn't it? Well, it, I mean, it certainly did. Uh, it pulled us a little bit away from the business. Uh, may have, there may have been a little better timing. Our son Patrick had had just gotten into the the business in August of 2010. Kate got in in April of 2010, and this election was August of 11. So. They were they were in the business, but I probably had not had the mentoring period that I should have. Mm-hmm. And you know, I guess my hope would be that they didn't feel pressured to come in because we were doing that. I don't mm-hmm. know, but uh, that that would have been a concern maybe. But um, I just think the answers are if you have 
and this this will sound a, a, maybe a, a bit uh, condescending, and I don't mean for it to. Mm-hmm. If you have the ability, I think you have the responsibility yeah. to step forward because leadership absolutely matters in, in every sector of life. So, Dave, throughout this conversation, we talked about uh, how you and Jane met each other young. You never dated anyone else. You went to Auburn together. You formed a business together. You grew that business together. You worked in the community together. You ran for governor together. And then she she fell ill. So why don't you why don't you tell our listeners about Jane and her situation today? Well, uh, she's been businesswoman of the year in the state and headed up the two private funds, the um, uh, Gulf Coast Community Foundation and Build Back to Coast Fund. She was chair. She and Margaret uh, Taylor Jean's wife were co-chair of the Build Back to Coast Fund following mm-hmm. Katrina, but mm-hmm. very very active in 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 leadership roles. Not active but in the leadership roles mm-hmm. um, she has alzheimer's mm-hmm. and there's no incident of it in her family going back four generations i mean you've traced it we can't find any any incident anywhere neurologists suggest it's probably a, a rogue wave if you will that, that came across uh, some way somehow lord knows where but mm-hmm. um uh she is very sick there's no question mm-hmm. about that um and uh, it it has affected our life uh, she's not at home anymore. She's in mm-hmm. a facility, which mm-hmm. uh, is a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. But the the message probably would be any illness. If someone has MS or MD or, or some other type of debilitating illness, uh, uh, a cancer that may be terminal but not immediately terminal, like a pancreatic or something mm-hmm. uh, that's normally fairly fairly imminent, the caregiver pretty much puts her life on hold. I would do caregiving at home on nights and, mm-hmm. and weekends, and I did have help in the day. I could go into work, but uh, that was my choice. Mm-hmm. That's what I chose to do. Mm-hmm. And that, um, but it's it's a very, very cruel, tough disease, but I will say uh, she's hanging in there doing her best, and um, God bless her because she's a good one. That uh, I had I chased her and finally caught up to her daughter. <laughs> well, you know, you know how I feel. I mean, in my work in the community, when I ran across... Uh, uh, Jane, she is, she is a very smart woman. I mean, her contributions to the coast have been unbelievable. And um, if she weren't sick, she'd probably be sitting right here with us, having this conversation. Because on every step, uh, every step of the way, as it relates to your life, she was right there. I agree. So, so God bless you, and God bless your family. Thank you. Okay, bye. we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, with uh, with a, with an amazing guest, and I, I look forward to having a conversation with Tish Williams. Uh, Tish is a force to be reckoned with in Hancock County, and I cannot wait to have a conversation with Tish. So tune in tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Dave. And thank you for the opportunity. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.